This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Okay, it's recording now. Okay. Um, I have been masturbating a lot more because <laughs> I'm on the road. And by a lot more, I mean once a day, you know, as opposed to like maybe once a week when I'm home, you know. Really? Just because you need something to do? No, I just, it's nice to do because the reason that I don't masturbate, well, the main reason that I don't masturbate that much when I'm home is because I want to keep up as much sexual drive as I can in case the girl wants to have sex, you know? Yeah. Whatever. And so I don't want to like lose any of my libido, but because I'm not having sex out here, I, uh, you know, I'm like, it's just a nice thing to do at the end of the night. I guess it's pretty easy for you since you like can get off anywhere very quickly. There's no cleanup. Yeah. I can, I can do it very quickly and very quietly. And, um, but the thing is that I finally decided because I, I 99% of the time masturbate on my left side. And, um, I've started thinking that that might be like part of why my lower body is like fucked up. <laughs> I have like these hip issues and butt issues. Really? Like, what if it's just cause, like laying on your side so much? It, well, because when I do it that way, I'm like tensing my left calf <laughs> in this way and my whole left leg. And then like, cause like the, my masseuse like commented on it and the other, the last time he was massaging me, you know, like how tense my left calf and I was, it, that I that pulled it basically. And I, like I, I regularly pull my left calf and then I realized I'm like, well, that's I'm like, I need to even out. And so now I, uh, I started doing two thirds of the time on my right side and one third on my left side. I'm like, I can do it. Um, I always just thought of it as like harder to do and, and like maybe it takes a little longer. Not that I usually mind if I'm, you know, you have a little time carved out, but then it's, it feels like it's like maybe a weaker orgasm in some ways. But then I've also found that I, if I'm doing it on my right side then I have to build it up like more. So it's like, it's weaker in some ways and then stronger in some ways. Yeah. Well, you know? your, your body just doesn't know that yet. Right. Like I am that yeah. way. I'm that way. Like, I mean, it's not the same, but it's kind of the same as like jerking off with your left or your right hand. It's like, I can like uh-huh. figure out how to do it with my left hand and like have, but it's like the familiarity of the sensation, even though it's like, yeah. you know, just the sensation of like which arm is getting tired or whatever. Right. Or like which exactly. side of my body is getting tense. It changes like how I get off. And like, yeah. make my because my body's like having to worry or think about this new sensation now instead of just being able to like go into cruise mode. Yeah, exactly. And so there's just, it's just so comfortable and easy, and like that's kind of how I am in life, and probably how a lot of people are. Is like once you figure out some way to do something, you know, you just kind of stick with it. But yeah, and like my arms are involved too, or at least, and especially if I'm on my left side, then my right arm is. Sometimes both are kind of involved, but they're involved differently. And so I'm just, yeah, I think this is really balancing. Just like if you're doing yoga, you got to do what you do on the left side on the right side. And I'm like, I have been not practicing good, like, masturbation hygiene. 
in the sense of, yeah, this is like, it's like my, one of my legs is like a little longer than the other. And I'm like, I'm wondering if all of that is just because of the masturbation from age two or three. Dude, I mean, like, it could be like, you know, people's bodies the, yeah, do change over time. And like, what if all these chiropractors have been missing it? Because really the answer only you can know, which is I'm left dominant, left side dominant yeah. when I masturbate. And it's like slowly worked the, my, the base of my spine to, into that position. Right. So I'm always like going to be a little off and leaning into that as long as I keep being uneven this way. Yeah. I wonder how many, not just me, but how many people like masseuses and chiropractors, because I keep thinking about how this masseuse is often massaging these muscles where it's like, well, I'm, those are sore or pulled or whatever because of sex reasons, you know, like he's working on my like upper arm or like my forearm, any any of that. There probably has to be like, you know, just certain muscle groups that get used a lot during fucking. And so like, I'm sure that they see that, right? That like, they're like, "Mm, yep, areas X, Y, and Z are like all sore. Those are the fucking muscles. Like you could have done a very specific workout to like get that. But really those are the fucking muscles. I get, but then again, you're you're doing all that. Yeah. It's like you're doing that fisting lesbian sex. So like maybe Mm -hmm. you have to have like a queer masseuse that knows that's what. Exactly. Mm. But this guy, my guy is like intuitive about what I need. You know, he's pretty good at, at like figuring it out, but he just kind of will be like, oh yeah, you you know, these aren't, these are really, you got some nods in here. It's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking Shit, using them. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wonder how much that is, is really a big part of what's been going on with my body for all these years. <laughs> So I'm going to try to start evening things out. And I think that'll help me too in sex. Like, you know, cause women want to have an easier time being more involved in my orgasms. And so, um, the more diversity I can bring to masturbation, I'm sure the more diversity I can bring to coming with other people too. Fuck you yeah. Know. But I, I have been, you know, coming in different ways and stuff have you, especially with the girl so you're on the road right now for the listeners mm-hmm. uh have you like where's have you been masturbating in weird places just like wherever you can or is it just like um like going to bed on this person's couch tonight and like they've gone to sleep so i'm like get off real quick yeah for sure that um, um nothing like i mean this truck stop and i just need a like a quick jo no like odd places <laughs> or no, because I I really like being turned on. So like I'll let myself. I've been like hardcore fantasizing about the girl just on all these long drives. I just wind up. I'm like some podcast is on, but I just start thinking about sex stuff with her, and then I'll just like let myself be super turned on. I just like being in that headspace. I don't like feel like oh now I got to jerk off. I was like I just like being in that headspace, being super turned on. And then just at night it'll be like oh yeah oh. Now there's no really no reason for me not to masturbate right now. Interesting. So I See, I I've I've done the same thing where I like am on a long drive and get like way way into like some sort of fantasy, right? But like I enjoy the act of like finding a place then of like having to pull over and like in like be incognito in like a parking lot somewhere or like yeah. as I'm driving like masturbating, right? And like getting off uh like that, and and the kind of like going out of your wayness of it is part of what makes it hot to me, you know. Yeah, I need to sp- I need to like leave myself more time on these road trips anyway for like, 
not tourist stops, but you know, like, cause like they'll all see museums or whatever that I'm like, that, that's such an obscure thing. I'd like to go to that. You should just start um, a list of obscure museums you've masturbated in. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. If I, I need to give myself more time so that I can, yeah, start right. masturbating in these like tiny railroad museums. Write a little travel guide, like obscure mu- <laughs> museums to masturbate in by Ariel Isaac yeah, Norman. Yeah, Wearing to masturbate in this country's mm-hmm. <laughs> little weird national monuments and museums. <laughs> yeah, best national historical monument to masturbate at. A list, <laughs> top, top ten. <laughs> yeah, we should, we need to get into the listicle game. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah. my friend the other day. Um, who I was staying with, though, like I I had started masturbating, or maybe he'd even started. Ma- I think he started before I did. I can't remember. Um, you knew he was jerking we, off. Oh, I could hear him. I mean, I got myself quiet, but I could hear his little moans. And then he was, <laughs> he was drunk. He was drunk, but he, I was, he heard him moaning. And then, and then in the next several minutes after the moans, I would just hear these peals of laughter, like joyful laughter, <laughs> just emanating from his room. It's like, damn man, so that was a good session you're having in there. You just, you just had a time. Yeah, and then I think I heard him talk to himself out loud. I was like, damn, man. Do you, does that ever happen to you? What, what you just were you, Yeah, where you just, like, come so hard and, like, in a, and like you know, your headspace is, like, such in such a place. Like, when you're done, you just, like, yeah, you laugh. I've definitely laughed and then yeah. talked to myself afterwards, been like, oh, my God. Like, what did I just discover? Like, that is I, fucking... Yeah, I will... For sure, like I've definitely written a lot of jokes over the years, even before doing comedy. Like I'll get into a headspace of like some something funny will occur to me while masturbating, and so I'll literally be thinking about something really funny while coming. Or in my so the same friend who was masturbating and then laughing in college, we were we were drinking with another friend and playing some silly weird write-in um, board game that I had, and. Um, however this game functioned we were like i guess maybe we were all saying whether we had done this thing before that someone had written and and she had written like indulging and intrusive thoughts at orgasm (laughs) and we both we all just like lost it laughing at the idea um and i think like you know a solid eighth of the time that i masturbate i like think about indulging and intrusive thoughts at orgasm and like whatever I happen to be like thinking about right then, and then that makes me laugh. So, but the yeah. the orgasm itself doesn't ever make you laugh. Like you never come so hard you just laugh because of like you're astonished at what has just happened. Uh, or that's like, happened once or twice with the girl, where you know some crazy <laughs> sex thing or like some kind of like yeah new position like weight of like oh my god I'm actually coming this way. Like has yeah, kind of puts me into such a joyful place or something, whatever that is that it's triggering. Where you're just like, yeah, it's kind of like a holy shit laughter. Yeah, I guess I mean for me, I laugh a lot after orgasms, especially by myself. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but it's always that when they catch me by surprise and are way stronger than I thought they were going to be. Where it's like, I think I'm just having like a normal like afternoon like masturbation time and then all of a sudden it's like you know i'm coming and seeing colors and like my whole body's on fire and then afterwards i just like laugh because i'm like oh my god like wow okay that just happened like that felt like a 
me and somebody I'm in love with have been fucking for three hours and like came. <laughs> yeah, or, it's like so know? funny that you can get it from masturbating. Yeah, I know. And it's, yeah, it's <laughs> something just, about that. <laughs> there's also just something like this is like wild that we can just do this to ourselves. It's like, yeah, a, it's kind of like a drug and, and it's kind of trippy. I don't, it at least trips me out. Like when I like yeah. make myself come so hard and then I'm just like, oh, like, uh, I, yeah. I don't it's have any like amazing. elegant thought about it. <laughs> well, you know, it is kind of amazing. And it's one of the, it's like, you know, when I was a kid and I was really struggling with my addiction to masturbation and like, you know, I'd been taught that it was this horrible sin and blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the reasoning in my head was like, I was like, of course it is because you're getting something for nothing. And that's something that's so joyful about masturbation and, and in certain circumstances, sex, you know, when things are, when, when everything is safe, um, you know, getting something for nothing. And it's like, we were taught in our weird, um, Christian, you know, type of culture, like, this oh, is bad. you know, work ethic type of, yeah, that that's not real, that that's, you're going to get punished for something like that. Nothing, everything costs something, nothing, you can't ever get something for nothing. And it's like, it's almost such a beautiful cosmic joyful joke that's like yes you can yes you can yeah you can ultimately uh, it sounds cheesy <laughs> but it's like lo- you can give yourself love in both physical yeah. and emotional forms and that costs nothing yeah and that's the thing they want they want us to be buying stuff all the time and yet there's this free source of, of pleasure and joy and whatever that you can give yourself yeah talk about self-love i mean you know, being good at masturbation is such a, you know, important. <laughs> it's a skill. It's a skill. Not a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't bother, yeah, a lot of people just rely on other people to have like really, even, even a lot of penis people can rely on other people to have like, really pleasurable, um, masturbatory, you know, or really pleasurable orgasms where, and especially vagina people often do that for a million reasons. Um, but yeah, learning to make yourself come really hard. <laughs> and also like not yeah. just making yourself come in like a utilitarian way of just like, I just got to get yeah. off, like really like learning yourself and like experience. being able to like, yeah, have more and more intense or diverse types of orgasm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why like I a like long session, long meandering, let your imagination play or let, you know, or just tease yourself for a long time or whatever, it, you know, whatever, whatever you like, but like really really giving yourself that and taking the time for that, you know, absolutely important self-care. Well, I'm glad to hear you've been masturbating on the road, keeping it up. Anything wild happened on the road? Any like weird, gendery, sexy interactions or encounters? In New Orleans, I just, there was some 85 year old man in the audience like literally 85 we asked and I asked and then I, I mean, I just tried to explain so much about sex and gender to him. So in eight minutes, it was very all over the place set and, you know, not my, not my best work, but it was just like this thing of like, Oh my God, how can I not talk to this 85 year old man and like figure out what he knows or doesn't know about all this kind of stuff and try to get something in there. I don't know. Um, and oh, I made out with someone the other day. Yeah. Oh, really? She, uh, yeah. And this is like the exact at, after that, a show. Yeah, but she wasn't even at the show. But like, I had crushed it at the show called the Clapback. Um, it was part of the. Where at? Is uh, it, it was at Palace Theater in Chattanooga for part of the Lookout Comedy Festival, and it's Ian Abair's show, and it's like this thing where. 
there's three um, uh, girl comics. We all did five minutes, but uh, spread throughout the show. But then there were five guy comics who all did. So everyone was just doing five minutes. But then the chicks were all on the couch. And after each um, boy set, we would all like, we basically like have a, about a minute to roast the boys. That's fucking and tight. It was fun. And like, that was so much fun making fun of them. And it was just like the audience, you know, it was just like, just there for it the whole time. And so it was one of those beautiful audiences. And then, so I got to close the show out with my set and just like talked about fisting and stuff. And it was, it was just such a fun show. So I was already feeling great. But then, um, I walked outside and this girl came up who she's seen me two or three times do comedy in Chattanooga. Like, um, and she hadn't seen the show, but she'd seen the show a couple of days before. And so she was like, Oh yeah. Like she has kind of like a comedy crush on me and you know, probably like a crush crush. And so, but then she had this other girl with her who just, we all three of us started talking and just immediately the girl was like, God, you're hot. Sorry, I'm drunk, but like, Jesus, you're hot. And she just kept throughout the whole show telling me how hot I was. Throughout the whole which, show? Not the whole show, sorry. Well, that's just what I call my personality. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, damn. Good night. Uh, now, throughout the throughout the like conversation, she just kept like bringing it up again. We would be we talked about all kinds of stuff, but um, and they were talking about how like how hard it is to be bi. And like hit on women, and like the one girl had just apparently like come out as bi a week ago. Um, and but the other girl, so the girl that kept calling me hot, and was you know she was cute, but then she told me that she had like because her hair was up, and then she showed me pictures of it, and lo and behold, it was <clears throat> long dark curly hair. So <laughs> it's like interesting. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> as, as everyone might know by now, I have a type and, um, yeah. So then by the end of it, I was just like, you know, I was like, Hey, can I kiss you? And she's like, yeah, of course. And so then we started making out, it was, it was a, you know, a nice make out. And, but then the other girl who had started doing comedy, um, she, she was like back there being like, Oh my God, this is so hot. Oh my God. Oh, this is like the best thing that's ever happened. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, ah, this is exactly what I want about like, kind of like the openness of our, of me and the girls poly situation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really care about like having sex. I like going on dates, but I, and I like, like being open to this sort of thing. Cause it's so fun to like, just casually you know, make out and like be the hot yeah. person. That's kind of like adored. Yeah. To be adored and turn people on. And also, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, it's, nice make out i mean you know i enjoyed it myself you know but i it's just like but even more so it's just yeah i love the attention and like just that kind of thing and i always want to be open to that kind of thing and it's you know and then of course you know just it's fun to tell the girl about that kind of stuff and then you know she can roll her eyes about how much attention i (laughs) like but you know just fun 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 yay i'm happy for you so you know, there's some chicken Savannah who wants to get a drink, and I'm like trying to figure out to do it. And I realize I'm like nervous about about going on a date, which is exactly why I want to do it. It's because it's like, oh god, now I'm like I haven't been on a date in a minute. Now I gotta like, you know, that's that's another get now fun that. like little little high dive because I'm always trying to get myself to jump off, you know, to do anything that's a little uncomfortable. And so, you know, I might get a drink for this woman tomorrow. 
Hey y'all, if you're listening to this Wednesday the 23rd, Ariel's going to be in uh, Lafayette at the Worst Beer Garden tonight at 8, so go check her out there. And then this Friday, uh, Backyard Sluts is happening at 604 Fairfield Lane, or maybe it's 603 Fairfield Lane. I don't really remember, but go to that show too. It'll be fun. There's super dirty. There's like drinks and shit. All right, bye. The idea of like having a customer service abuse fetish, like, is actually it's like it's the idea that some people do have that as a fetish is just a comfort to me when I'm doing customer service because then I could just tell myself anytime someone was a real asshole and I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you have a personality like that? You could just well, hopefully tell yourself, you're masturbating oh, later. You're getting off. Yeah. To like, oh, they're probably just masturbating about me later. They were like, oh, look at that. That chick's hot. I'm gonna be rude to her, and so I can masturbate. You know. <laughs> Take it as a compliment. Do you, I think some people probably do have a customer service abuse fetish, right? Like you, they like call into like the people like you know that work in call centers and just want to like bitch at them, right? Mm-hmm. Not even like the weird ones because like I did that shit for a while and like you know you get some weird dudes and I don't know. For me, I kind of like enjoyed it because I liked fucking with them and like hearing what they wanted, but. uh yeah, there have to be some people that like, you know, they're feeling bad and they're looking around and they need a boost. They need to feel good. Right. And like their mm-hmm. feel good is like, oh, well, I'm going to go call and complain about my insurance or complain about my Internet service and just mm-hmm. like rip into somebody and they get that rush and they get that like, you know, adrenaline going and it makes them feel good. And then they hang up and they've got like a oh, release. Like, I think a lot of people have that shit, right? Yeah. So like, again, like one of these fetishes where it's like not even really a sexual thing. It's just like, this is something that you get off on in that yeah. way, you know? And, and cause I think there's like we, a bit of like self-righteousness in there. And I think people yeah. like that, especially like in IRL, totally. like I just told off that, like, you know, that, yeah. like that labor you know i'll yell at whoever and it feels good when you like believe yourself to be that right and you get to express it in such a like dominating way and then they yeah. like walk away from that and it's just like yeah you're just like, have a fetish for it you have a fetish for that rush yeah well i wonder because it's definitely a rush and it's definitely a rush that i get and i'll experience it like when i when i call customer service people like sometimes everything is is fine and everyone can can be friendly and you know in an upbeat mood we can just take care of the problem but other times like i'm dealing with something where i'm coming into it really annoyed already because it's a problem i've had multiple times with this company or it's like you know i'm i disagree with some bill or whatever it is and so i often call and like kind of feel like i'm channeling my mother like i remember the the way she would you know deal with people on the phone and get what she wanted almost always um and like so i go into this place with with customer service sometimes when i when when i am upset or have some reason to be upset or if they upset me during the the course of the call um and i i mean i will lay things out for people and i am often you know quite successful in, in getting them to cave to my demands and stuff but like the feeling i have afterwards is i i don't like it you know like i don't really like it during i don't really like it afterwards but i do have a sense beforehand of like I have to. I'm so angry, and I need to do something with this anger. Yeah. Um, and I need someone to hear this. It's the same thing like when I'm driving in these long um, road, you know, th- these excursions where it's like six, seven plus hours of driving, and like these truckers just box me in or whatever. It, like, like really annoying road things where people are being extremely inconsiderate to the to the other cars on the road. 
um, and I get filled with rage and I kind of, I can't decide because I like lately I've been letting myself, it usually happen once or twice in a, in like a six to seven hour trip where I will, um, six hour, six to seven hour drive once or twice. I'll just let myself yell very loud, either at a car or a truck that's annoying me. Or if I, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they did a story on these this town near San Antonio that is not taxing its civilians, but instead has learned it can just pull over anybody going two miles over the speed limit in their town in order to get revenue into their town. Cause they don't, they don't want to tax their citizens anyway. And I just started yelling. Like I just, I'll just yell, fuck you very loudly and very angrily at whatever, just for a second. <laughs> and then like afterwards I feel the sense of like, okay, I got that out of me, but I'm also like, am I just, is this just fueling it on in the future? Like, would it be better to just meditate it out? Or is it, is it, is it actually good to express this anger? Like I, these are questions I think about all the time, but I'm like, I'm sure people are fetishizing it away, but I can't decide if we're really enjoying this. Yeah. You're just doing the opposite of like what I'm sure somebody with this fetish is doing, right? Like you feel guilty about it afterwards. Like it's a thing that you like worry about using, but like, I, I, yeah, I a hundred percent. I think the feeling that you have, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> okay, sorry, that threw me off. I was like, why is it buzzing? Um, that feeling that you have is like the feeling that you run away from or feel guilty about. Is the feeling that some people run towards, right? Right. Right. But is that, <sighs> you know, yeah, is that ultimately making them like kind I, of angrier and meaner because <laughs> they now they enjoy that so now. We're just in this cycle of like needing to be like mean to people in order to feel that it doesn't seem good. No, probably not healthy unless, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure you could like, if you, if this really was your thing, like what's the ethical way to like express right. it? You know, how you do you find someone who has the opposite fetish or the, the parallel fetish? Yeah. Right? Who likes being abused. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. It, the, the, a, there's a lot of that. The solution is to like pay somebody to like pretend to like, you know, come over to like redecorate your home and then like berate them when they do the wrong thing. Right. You know, or yeah, call, call them up and, you know, pretend to be haggling over a bill or something. Or have them bring you food, like, you know, dress them up as a delivery driver and have them bring you food and then say it's the wrong order and like oh, yell at yeah. them, you know, and then yeah. fuck. <laughs> That seems kind of like an an interesting one to try out to see if you're you're capable of it. Like, can be like, okay, yeah, you know, you're running away. Bucks an hour. Can I get yelled at? Well, not just that, but it's like, what if like you know you're running you yourself running away from like this like expressing that like and you, know, you feel bad yeah. when you do it right. What if you could find a way to like channel that into you know a fun sexual outlet where like you know the girl dresses like the same thing she's like a sexy sexy delivery driver and like she gets your order wrong and like you know you've got a food thing so you make her try the food as you're yelling at her like does that taste like what i ordered and then y'all can like fuck or whatever and then you get to express that Mm -hmm. like anger but in like a positive way in a way that you control you know not that you're not controlling your like momentary like uh you're like once a six hour screams of fuck but like you know, you could, uh, it's not being, I guess the root of you doing this thing and expressing this thing isn't negative itself, right? You're doing mm-hmm. this thing that has a negative association with it, but the basis of it is positive. And thereby yeah. you might be able to like change how you feel about it. I think it would take me a while to work up to the idea of like really being mean to the girl, even in role playing. <laughs> 
uh, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. Maybe she could be mean to me. That'd be nice. We'll see. Um, bottom through and through. You what? So you're a bottom through and through. No, it's not. I'm not fully bottom through and through. I'm perfectly good top, but it's just, it's just like the mean thing. I, but I don't think neither, you know, neither of us is very good at at, at expressing uh, anger. And I think it's something we both need to to like learn how to be okay with. But like, I'm just saying, I just don't think we're there <laughs> for being able to be. <laughs> Legit really mean to yeah. each other. It's just, but well, we did role play the other day. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or just IRL. Um, but you know, she and I did have a, a great role playing session the other night before the tour, and like, it, it was like definitely our, our like first like really like played out one, um, and it was great. And just just. Like the way that I like to role play is, is like we're really the kind of the same people, but just in a different universe and different. We might be different ages, but just different situations in life. Um, but it was fun because you know she talks about how how vulnerable it is and scary and everything, and she just she doesn't know. And I I'm like yeah 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 you just kind of do it. I don't know. It's hard to explain. And I mean I kind of got nervous and vulnerable about it myself a little bit, but like just what I did was just. Um, you know, I suddenly just kind of like, here, just watch. And I just went into really just kind of an improv scene is what it is, you know, where I was just talking like I was in the situation that we had set up. Um, and so I just started talking about that character. Do you want to say what the situation was? Sure. Okay. So, um, and this is one that... You know, like we had kind of talked about even if, uh, like a couple months ago. And so I was just like, oh, okay, do you want to do this one? And it's like basically I am um, a little bit – so I'm still a little bit older than her. Maybe I'm – it doesn't matter what our ages are. Maybe they might be slightly different. You know, maybe we're both slightly younger or whatever. But, but I'm still somewhat older than her. And I am like a newly divorced or divorcing mom of two. And she is the nanny that we hired um, for the kids. And so, um, and then, you know, whatever unfolds. And that's the, so that's kind of like, that's the suggestion. And then it was really great. So I just started in with, because we had just bought a bottle of wine at H-E-B. And so I was just like, hey, will you stay and have a glass of wine with me? This oh, is classic. a bottle that um, my husband's new girlfriend gave me at the party tonight. So I really just kind of don't feel like not drinking and I don't feel like drinking this alone. So anyhow, and so then we just kind of started and it was just like very, just like the improv scene, like with a lot of, you know, not only yes anding that just happens naturally, but like kind of gifting each other stuff. Like at one point I was like, so in the two months that you worked for us, did Dave ever hit on you? You know? And that kind of thing right oh, now. You're, man. Kind of you're going in. I love it. Well, that's it. how I do it. I'm like yeah. a total method. That's like what I mean by role playing. Like I don't do kind of like we put on little costumes or, oh, they have a little props for it. Like I'm like, no, no, no. Full on method. It was so hot, dude. Like she got into character and then we were like watching Transparent together and like kind of then because then you're on the couch like doing the kind of, you know, now you're touching and like so now there's this heightened awareness because, you know, the, the situation is different. I'm not going to go into everything that she said, but like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she 
this is some hot stuff because it plays on the situation where because now the character is my character has never had lesbian sex before. She's had sex with one man, Dave, who's now cheating, you know, and now her character, who's younger, um, it turns out, you know, she decides from her for her character, and you know, this comes out in our in our interactions that oh yeah she she's actually a lesbian and has had lesbian sex and whatever and so now we get to play with that dynamic of um i've never done any of this stuff before and i'm nervous and i'm like really nervous but excited and whatever and so it's that kind of stuff that i like playing with is just like we're still the girl and ariel you know but mm-hmm. just kind of in a different augmented mm-hmm. that's amazing so hot. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, I'm so proud of you right now. I'm just like, yep. fuck, Ariel. Yep. You just crushed it. That's, a, yeah. Also, well, like, so way she. to take, I know, but I'm just saying, like, way to, like, I mean, look at you coming all this way, like, after, like, you know, two years of this podcast to, like, now, like, not only, like, actively role playing in your, like, relationship, but, like, being a fucking G and starting it off, like, all casual and shit with, like, the bottle of wine, like, clutch move like just great great way to start the scene and like way to just like also just show the initiative and like be like yeah no look we can do this like it's easy yeah well i can't remember who i was talking to the other day about about role playing and kind of explaining this and you know they were kind of like saying oh i always imagined that role playing like started in bed like that was something you did in bed I was like, oh, no, no, no. The whole thing for me is like starting, you know, when you're maybe you're out on a date or something or you're or you're at home, whatever. And you just go into those characters early because that's the foreplay. Like the, it's like it, it, that's what I want to get into to that non-self-conscious headspace of like, yeah, I want to have sex. with my, You know, instead of like, uh, I want to have sex with my girlfriend. How do you start the move? And we're kind of in cuddly time, whatever you get into like, oh, let's create a situation that has all these thrills or whatever even if we are just having a night home it doesn't have to be like we're just at home, you know or yeah. if you're out then it presents all the fun things of like let's like pick each other up or whatever and that's all foreplay it's all this like mm-hmm. super hot foreplay instead of people yeah i'd never it never occurred to me before like that people thought of role play as something that was like in bed <laughs> like yeah no <laughs> like, there's a no, whole <laughs> beginning and after of it I've right. done role plays before that like we're like a day and a half, <laughs> you know. And see, that's the thing. Like back when I was dating uh, Adrian and Jess, like that I liked about our kind of like three person dynamic is, is that like mm-hmm. Adrian was more of like a daddy type to like uh, Jess and I, right? And like yeah, and, and just having that kind of dynamic all the time gave us the ability yeah. to like easily slipping in and out of like little like role play moments right it might not be a thing forever but just like oh we're out at this restaurant and for five for five minutes that dynamic is in like heavy play and then all of a sudden it's gone and we're all normal again but like it just adds another chunk to this like continuing story of this like ongoing you know group relationship that we had kind of just kind of seamlessly going in and out of it yeah like and it's it's just vignettes into that world right that always yeah. keeps that like tension and excitement there. Yeah. 
you know, because you you know how whatever relationships people have, that so much of what goes on in in, in relationships as as they go on is, you know, people's uh, sex drive, sex lives suffer, and you have to keep the romance alive, and you have to figure out how to seduce each other and um, fulfill all those like needs and everything. And so, I I just think of role playing as as such a great way for you to kind of because it's kind of making yourselves. Like, it's like having an open relationship, even with just the two of you. Like, especially for people who are monogamous, you know, you can add so much fun into a two-person dynamic if you get to be other people yeah. or different kinds of people or whatever different times. All and right. it's, it's not that hard. Like, improv, <laughs> it's not that hard. It's what life is. Life is just a big game of improv. We just have these rules and ideas about it. And then... You know, if you we can all just kind of be method actors of ourselves in slightly different situations. You know, it's it's you know once you because like I said, the girl was so nervous about it, and it just all came naturally. I could just see it all because it just takes someone to start the scene, and then you can just react to that. You know, you just have a tiny little bio in your head of like these are the key points, and 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 that and you choose those because it's the dynamics that you're interested in. Yeah, you know. She's like, oh, yeah, that would be hot to be the nanny. And so it's kind of forbidden. And also, like, now she gets to kind of seduce me as this, like, you know, older woman who's not, has never done this before. Like, that's just, that's just super hot. And she doesn't have to, like, stretch that far to to be that character. So we were like, this is this is an easy one to start with. And for me, I'm just like, I don't mind stretching a little because... I'm, you know, <laughs> I have a wild imagination. So, Damn. anyway, customer service. <laughs> yeah, customer. <laughs> it's a long way around. You know, put that on the list of like a dynamic of what if um, what if somebody was into just literally physically abusing customer service representatives <laughs> that they like, just like <laughs> they just wanted to see them like strapped up and like whipped. You know, or they yeah. just want to like, all right, I'm going to pay. Look, kid, you make no money. Can I pay you $300 for me to just like lightly beat the shit out of you for 15 minutes? It's like, I really just kind of want, I just kind of want to slap you around a little bit. Like, that's it. That's all. I need you to keep the name tag on. That's a big part of it I for do. me. <laughs> I do need you to talk about Verizon while you're <laughs> while I'm beating the shit out of you. <laughs> you're trying to sell me a car warranty while I. <laughs> <laughs> or just like you know you want to like you just want to like bend somebody over and strap them to like uh like a spanking bench and just like fuck the shit out of them it's like they try yeah. <laughs> so they try yeah, and okay. tell you why your like fender bender isn't covered <laughs> um but now i'm thinking like i mean maybe it's not step b but like that while the girl and I are at it, like that might not be that hard of a thing. No, but if she pretended to be like customer service at, you know, like, yeah, at Verizon or something, whatever. And I was upset about something like, and I could like let myself get into, you know, that upset yeah. headspace. And if she were, can just be like, like, I'm sorry, I really can't, you know, help with that. And then, like, and I could let myself get into an angry place and then try to, like, jump from that into a sexually dominant place. 
Um, or even just yeah, like, I if mean, you look, can't help with that, you're about to help me with something else. I'm just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, I can only write porno. I know I write dumb porno lines. It's don't you would come up with something much better. I'm sure. It's more like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you can't help me. Like while you're pulling your hair back. That's mm-hmm. thing. Well, if I ever hear a lot of talk of Verizon coming from your room one day, you're like, oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> Something about a rewards program. Yeah. Out of it. <laughs> uh, good times. I'm pretty sure um, my future second ex-wife is adding her girlfriend to our Verizon plan. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> like... Whoever that is who has that joke about polyamory. Um, oh, Angelina Martin. She has a joke about, well, I'm in a polyamorous relationship and that my boyfriend's, or that I, I have a share Netflix account with my boyfriend and his girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> you know? It's true. It's true. We're all doing it. Man, my future second ex mother in law uses my library <laughs> card to fucking download audiobooks. <laughs> mysteries Uh, and shit so you know all right i guess we'll leave it there (laughs) this has been another npr production out of safe space studios we're broadcasting on 66.6 fm that's kfux peace I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big asses. Woman of Size is plus size, Latina, flawed, curvy, curvy, thick queen, queer, fat, black, disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast.